Well, hello and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of the Conversation, we're talking with Michael T. Lane. He is Director of the Office of Individual and Family Affairs with the Community Services Board. And our topic today is the Community Services Board's Office of Individual and Family Services and its Peer Support Program. Michael, thanks so much for uh, being on the County Conversation podcast. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here, Jim. Absolutely looking forward to the conversation. And I do want to point out up front, we were not trying to be... um, you know, funny with the name or uh, that type thing. We wanted to make sure that folks realized we were talking to Michael T. Lane, because I I think you told me before we started, there's actually three Michael Lanes working for the county. So you're the you're the one with the T in the middle. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully that's uh, not causing too much confusion. Maybe you guys uh, trade emails that were were uh, not meant for you, but it's for the other one. <laughs> <laughs> all the time, all the time. It's a funny situation, but we, we make do. Right. All right. So Michael T. Lane, that's our guest today. And uh, we are talking, of course, about the Community Services Board, which we may refer to it as CSB. So there's that acronym, mm-hmm. but also the Community Services Board's Individual and Family Services uh, Office and its peer support program. So a lot of things to cover, Michael. But first, Community Services Board, CSB, that acronym that we like to refer to it. Can you give me a kind of an idea what Community Services Board is? Yeah, absolutely. So the Community Services Board, the CSB, we provide mental health, substance use uh, treatment, and developmental disability services uh, to the community. We are termed the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board. So we serve the county of Fairfax, city of uh, Fairfax and uh, City of Falls Church. And really what that means, we provide emergency services when somebody's having a behavioral health crisis like um, in the community. We provide outpatient services. So it's a really quite a broad scope of services we provide. And they're really, it really is um, the kind of a safety net program. Well, you know, you, you talked about Community Services Board and, and this big, broad overview. And, you know, that's just that's just one thing. That's the big, large organization. But you're also the director of the Office of Individual and Family Services within the Community Services Board. W- what is it that the uh, Office of Individual and Family Services does? Uh, absolutely. So we're, we're known as OIFA, the Office of Individual and Family Affairs. And what we really are a, is a voice for the individuals receiving services and their family members. Uh, that we kind of advocate within the system to ensure that their concerns are addressed and considered and support the system in implementing uh, peer support programs and recovery programs, oversee peer specialist programs, and train peer supporters um, within it. So we we have this uh, kind of dual role of supporting peer supporters, which are individuals with lived experience with uh, serious mental health or substance use conditions, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But also making sure that we, um, people can call up saying, Hey, we're having this concern. We would like for the CSB to do X, Y, or Z. We're experiencing this concern and to help to be the voice of, of them. And we've been talking with leadership and, uh, trying to, trying to figure out how we could do things maybe just a little bit better from time mm-hmm. to time. And I myself have someone with a uh, lived experience with uh, serious mental health challenges. 
and uh, I'm learning to live very successfully in recovery. And now I serve as one of the senior managers here in the CSB. So I'm able to advocate at a fairly high level right. to um, really affect some change. Now, the you're director of the Office of Individual and Family Services, so that that sounds like two um, two tracks there that we need to <laughs> to kind of kind of go through discuss. Yeah, absolutely. So individuals, really, what we're the a common name we say are our clients. So these are the people who are either, who are receiving our services or might potentially receive our services. And uh, as we as we frequently know. The uh, folks who are experiencing mental health challenges or substance use disorders or developmental disabilities are not always able to effectively advocate for themselves, um, although oftentimes they, they really can. And we could help be that help to be a bridge. Similarly, uh, similar to that, the uh, family members also, when you're trying to support your loved one who's experiencing uh, serious concerns, it can be really disorienting. It can be extremely challenging. You're trying to interface with a system perhaps that you've never done before. Right. You never really wanted to. Um, this is not what you were really looking for. And uh, also when they say, hey, we're having challenges as well. We're having challenges because of uh, privacy laws. Because when we're trying to get our loved one services, here's what we're encountering. And so it can be advocacy um, in, in that level too. And a lot of times there's overlap in, in those needs and wants. Is and this may be a dumb question, but as you were talking, it, it, I was thinking of all the different scenarios that just kind of ran through my mind really quickly. Is is one area more challenging than others? In other words, is it more difficult working one on one with someone, or is it more difficult when you get that fi- family dynamic work, worked in? Well, I would have to say that neither is more difficult than, than the other. They're simply um, unique concerns that that mm. that each bring. Ultimately, we're here to serve the individuals who are experiencing challenges and making sure that their rights are met, making sure they're receiving the best, mm. very best care that they that we can provide, and that 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 is our ultimate responsibility. However, everybody who comes in here, if they're lucky enough to have family members who are supportive and involved in their lives. Um, we, we want to make sure that that continues and that we're able to engage with them. So because when they leave our, our door um, with uh, they're, they're going to go back to you know, the, the, their support system. So we so it's really important for us to engage with them in, in the way we can. And that, that's not a simple a simple matter either. But but as you said, a critical, crucial step going forward after they kind of move through the community services board programs, if you will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unfortunately, many of those we serve don't have um, family members who are involved for mm. one reason or another, because the inv- individual doesn't want them involved, or the family is that, you know, this is, I, I don't know what to do, or they've gotten to a certain age where family has maybe pa- unfortunately passed away. So then we're helping them to connect to other supports in the community, other natural supports, as we call them. I want to make sure we specifically talk not only about the Office of Individual and Family Services, uh, as you uh, referred to it uh, earlier, OIFA, but also its peer support program. Um, is is that what it means just in its title, peer support program? Can you give me a little overview? Yeah, absolutely. So peer, the yeah, peer support. These are um, when you think of about a peer as somebody who is kind of equal to you. Somebody who has um, something similar to you in some way. We talk about a peer, it might be a colleague at work. 
who has the same role that you have. This is a little bit different in that this is someone that you have some lived experience similarity with. For example, if you've experienced uh, serious mental health challenges like depression or that you've had uh, opiate use and you've struggled with that for many years, these are individuals who have been able to successfully move through that and have quite a bit of time of living in recovery and becoming their best selves and 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 as specialized training to then support other people who are trying to move up and trying themselves to become their best selves and really connect at a different level, really connect at a way to say, hey, I've been there, not exactly where you've been there, of course. Mm-hmm. Nobody's uh, walked the exact same path, but I, I get it to a certain level. And that could be really powerful when you feel isolated, say, no, nobody really gets me. Even sometimes professionals, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're telling me this, but you haven't experienced it yourself. Um, some can be skeptical about that. When you have someone say, you know, I was actually sitting in that seat where you very were right then 10 years ago, where you are right now 10 years ago. And um, here's a little bit about what I was thinking, and I'd like to support you in moving forward. And that's uh, that's powerful, and and I, I want to bring up this term here or, or title. Not title is not the right word, but I think you uh, in the program refers to the uh, these people as peer recovery specialist. Yeah, absolutely. The terms are a little bit interchangeable: peer support specialist, peer recovery specialists. Okay. There there is a state uh, credential, a certification, and that you are certified as a peer recovery specialist. Gotcha. And that is, and just like as a nurse, as a uh, doctor, as a therapist, you are credentialed in a certain way, and but your title might be a, a, a little bit different. Okay. And I think I probably misspoke because I was reading it because I was looking right at the website and I, ha- I had it highlighted, peer recovery specialist, which uh, kind of leads me down this path of that specialized title, if you will, or person that's there to support but also something called the Peer Resource Center. So what, what is that? Yeah, so the CSB is uh, really happy to partner with uh, the Recovery Program Solutions of Virginia, RPSV, um, who is a local nonprofit. And we partner with them as they run four uh, peer centers in, the, uh, in, in Fairfax County. Now, mm-hmm. two of them are able to be open right now with, with COVID, and two of them are, are closed because of the we're not able to operate them safely. They are operating a uh, virtual center right now. Now, what, what does that mean? It means that there are, um, you come in, you can go to groups on various topics, for instance, healing from trauma, for instance, uh, dealing with anxiety, uh, finding uh, good things to do, like uh, developing new hobbies or um, other pursuits, employment, and sometimes just a place to be with other people. It can be extremely isolating. To have to be uh, someone who's experiencing these things and just kind of want to sit at home and, and going out in the community can feel like a huge barrier, a, a huge um, hurdle su- to surmount. But if there's people there who um, you think can kind of get you, that can be fabulous. There's also one-on-one peer support, and it, it can be really healing for quite a few members of our community. I do want to say one more thing about that, that Anybody can access one of these peer centers. You, you don't have to tell them what your diagnosis is or even have one. You don't need to be um, have any specific insurance or have anything that is uh, um, any other criteria. Any adult, 18 or older, could walk into one of these peer centers and say, hey, I'd I, I like to check it out. I'd like to try, try, try it out. 
And you can find out more about the peer centers by um, looking at RPSV's website, which is rpsva.org. So it's rpsva.org. You learn about the groups they have and how to access those services. We're talking with Michael T. Lane, Director of the Office of Individual and Family Affairs. He's with the Community Services Board. And our topic today is the uh, CSB's Office of Individual and Family Services and its Peer Support Program. We're talking about the uh, Peer Recovery Specialist and the Peer, uh, Peer Resource Center or centers that are across Fairfax County. And uh, you mentioned uh, four centers, two of them uh, operating virtually. Um, how has that experience been during during the pandemic? Do you feel like uh, you're you're still able to provide the the level of support necessary? Actually, it's been in some ways extremely positive. Uh, it, it sometimes it's hard to get out the door, but it, it and to get on a bus or to drive that somebody can say, right. you know, I'm not having a great day, but I don't have to go out the door in order to go to this group. I can just call up or I can log in. To, um, to get some support. So for some people, it makes it actually more accessible. Sure. Uh, for, for others they, they, who maybe are losing some of that in-person contact because the ones that are open are too far, it, it, it is a challenge, but they're really doing, um, really bending over to do the best they can and a really remarkable job in connecting with them. Yeah, I, I think introverts like myself, we, we love the virtual <laughs> meetings, but <laughs> you know, just getting that energy to go out, to go to a meeting where I have to see people. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's tough. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned the centers, and I got to ask this question. Yeah. And you said it, it's open. You don't have to have, you know, uh, uh, you know, any, any really criteria or anything to go to a meeting, check it out. Is there any cost to these, uh, peer resource centers or anything with, with the uh, peer uh, program, peer support program? So, so important question. There is, there's absolutely zero cost for these peer centers and they're offered free from the, to the community. They're for, they're funded by the county uh, through this community services board. Um, no cost to anyone at any time for any of the services offered at the peer centers. Right. I, I will, I will mention that we have the peer centers are just are, are an important part of, um, the peer services we offer. We also offer within the CSB and, uh, there are other, uh, other programs and services in the county that have peer support baked in, uh, to those services. And those are generally, you have to have certain eligibility criteria, be, um, assessed or screened in. There are, but uh, we have um, just just within the CSB, just within the Community Services Board programs, we have 19 programs that have peer specialists working in there, mm-hmm. providing um, peer support. And there are uh, a number of other nonprofits in the area who also offer uh, peer support as part of their offerings. And this is this is this is huge growth because um, about uh, 10 years ago or so, you could count the number of peer specialists in the county on one or two hands. Mm. And now there are 60, 70. Nobody can even count them anymore <laughs> wow. in, in the, in the county. Some of them employed directly by the county and some of them employed by others serving thousands of people every year. Just right. within the CSB, we're serving 5,000 people a year with peer support. Wow. That's amazing. I'm glad you brought up that, uh, that that's a, that's a powerful number. I do, I do want to ask though, you, you brought up the number of peer specialists and the number of programs, not only community services board, but there's other Fairfax County programs, other nonprofits. 
How do they coordinate? How do y'all work together? Uh, sure thing. So there, are, uh, I would like to say that they are each doing fabulous work, and they some of them work on housing, some work, uh, say, with um, substance use challenges or jail reentry or employment. Uh, oftentimes, we my office coordinates trainings for peer specialists, and oftentimes they they'll come to uh, our trainings to uh, um, to enhance skills, to really uh, to really uh, make them make them even more effective. We don't necessarily coordinate all the all the programs um, beyond trying to help some consistency as this uh, new profession, which uh, peer support is a profession, as it kind of grows and develops locally and nationwide. As it's developed more standards of practice, um, best practices, uh, tr- and try to help uh, um, us to align with those practices. And, and many of them are uh, evidence-based as well as we can. I know there's so much we can talk about. I want to make sure that um, I give you a chance to, uh, you, you provided the website, uh, rpsva.org. Is, is there a place on fairfaxcounty.gov that folks can learn more about not only the the CSB, but the, uh, the the peer support program or the Office of Individual and Family Services, where, where would you direct folks to go to for that? Definitely. If you go to fairfaxcounty.gov and in the search bar, type in peer support. Um, just a simple term, peer support. It'll take you right to the pages that will uh, tell you all about what we do and how you can uh, um, interface with peer support if you'd like to. Okay. Well, that's that's pretty simple. <laughs> Search peer support. Yeah, because you know, I feel like we have we are we are not even really scratching the surface uh, about peer support. And of course, we we can't do a lot of that with with just 20 minutes, but we want to make sure we we bring up the topic and uh, kind of get folks aware of the Office of Individual and Family Services and the peer support program. Is there a a story, uh, experience that, that you have seen, anything that can kind of, I don't know, you know, demonstrate the, the power of the program and what we're talking about here? Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for asking that. So one of the powers of peer support is sometimes the ability to connect in a way that others haven't connected. Uh, I'll think, take a recent example. Someone who came into our CSB's emergency services, that, that means you're having some sort of crisis. And this is his first time. He's a young man, early 20s, first time in the mental health system. And he's, he's terrified. He's been experiencing, uh, uh, hearing voices yelling at him that nobody else can hear. He, he believes that his neighbors can read his thoughts and he, he, he's completely disoriented. He's here in this new environment. He's been living his life just like everybody else with school and with his family. And he's, and we had actually a peer specialist who was able to sit down with them and say, hey, you know, I've experienced some of those same things. I've experienced where hearing voices and talk about that. You know, he's learned over time to be able to manage that. And even though it hasn't all gone away, how to manage that. And when you're somebody who is thinking that maybe your life is over, it can feel like when you're experiencing this, that, that your life is trajectory is completely, you're not going to get anything you wanted out of life. Right. That you can have this, uh, this magic of hope. Here's somebody who's who's working, who seems that they're they're well put together, who has um, a, a life that they're that they're enjoying, that they're doing something meaningful with, and that that can promotes a ton of hope. And then you want to listen. So when the peer specialist is then talking about the impact of mixing drugs into the mix of what what this individual is experiencing, this young man is experiencing, 
you might listen a little bit differently than somebody else telling them what the impact of drugs is. Is hey, here's here's what might this might do for you. Um, that's not going to be helpful. And um, when I, I found that when I made this different choice, that it I was h- ab- able to actually cope and um, have the life I wanted to, wanted to have. Wow, that is a powerful story. And I I want to kind of end with a, a final thought from you. But before I do, I want to kind of read a couple of sentences off of the uh, the the website for the the peer support program. Uh, it says recovery and wellness programs can help people in recovery from mental health challenges and substance abuse find hope, healing, and the tools they need to reach their goals. The Office of Individual and Family Affairs works to promote inclusion and provide support to people receiving CSB services and their family members, assuring that their interests are represented and their input is considered in all planning and policy development for the Community Services Board. So a, a great explanation right there on the web page that uh, folks can, can look at and find more about not only the uh, uh, peer support, um, certified peer specialist, but the recovery specialist and the Office uh, uh, for uh, of Individual and Family Affairs and Community Services Board, fairfaxcounty.gov, just search peer support. But Michael, I want to give you the the microphone for the for the final thought. Uh, anything I haven't asked, anything you wanted to really make sure we uh, we got across to our listeners today when we're when we're talking about your program and and uh, recovery and peer support. Yeah, definitely, I I I've, I think it's really important for folks to know that not only to have the experience in recovery, but also specialized training to be able to uh, successfully connect. And this is really a a growing and developing workforce, we we know that there's a challenge nationwide across the world about finding enough individuals to work, enough people to work in mental health and substance use treatment. And this really can maximize our efforts. And I encourage you to, um, if you're receiving treatment, if you think this might work for you, ask to see if a peer supporter is there, if, if you can meet with one or to come to one of our peer centers. All right. Well, you mentioned uh, one of the websites earlier. I think it was rpsva.org. That's correct, also, yeah. Okay. And also fairfaxcounty.gov. Just simply search peer support, and there's a, a webpage that'll pop right up and several links off that page that uh, goes into more detail and has more information, not only about uh, Community Services Board, but also the CSB's Office of Individual and Family Services and its peer support program. Michael T. Lane is director of that Office of Individual and Family Affairs. And Michael, we certainly do want to thank you for taking the time today and talking with us and giving, uh, just wetting our whistle a little bit with some of this important information. Uh, you're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. A lot for we can talk me. about. Absolutely. That is unfortunately going to do it for this edition of the County Conversation Podcast. We want to thank you for listening and thank our guest, Michael T. Lane, for joining us today. If you want to get more Fairfax County news, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash news. You can also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. And that's weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.